By listening to this podcast or watching the YouTube video series, you agree not to use this platform as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or consultations with your healthcare provider. We are here to share stories and give hope. Please consult your physician for any medication questions or medical issues you may be having. Our bodies are uniquely ours, and something that may work for one person may not necessarily work for you. What would our lives look like if we put our energy into things that brought us joy and focused on things we actually have control over? Now, joy looks different for everyone. For me, it may be listening to my daughter sing from another room, connecting with others in the vestibular community, dancing to music that moves me, or even just quietly sitting outside in nature with the sun on my face. There are other joys too, even scrolling Instagram. There are so many accounts that bring a smile to my face. There are playfulness, high energy, sarcastic mamas, and you guessed it, their joy. Have you ever heard of flow art? Well, after having this conversation, I'm completely enamored with Jerry and the joy she shares with the world through the sacred flow art of hula hooping. Please welcome Jerry. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to talk to you finally. Yay. I'm excited too. Well, we don't know each other very well, and I don't know your story except from what I've seen on um, Instagram. Would you start by sharing a little bit about you, Jerry, before your vestibular symptoms, and then where we'll lead up to today, what you're doing today? Wow. Um, I have to go back to... Well, let's just go back to when I was a kid. I've always had problems with vestibular issues, knowing what they are. I've always had trouble. I just didn't know what it was. As a kid, I'm sure many people can relate to uh, getting sick at the amusement parks on the rides and not being able to spin on the merry-go-round thing at the playground. I, that was my nemesis. I got more mm -hmm. sick more times than I can count. But I'd always try it again because I wanted to be cool like the cool kids. I could never do it. And I'd always get sick at picnics, uh, field day, or when we went to the uh, park as a class to have like the end of year, whatever. Right. And all the kids would be on the merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. And I would always get sick. Um, and I couldn't do anything. Car, car travel made me sick as a kid. I remember that. And then as a young adult um, or teenager and young adult, uh, I did have really, really bad headaches with pain um, uh, when I was on my period, and uh, they were very debilitating. I do remember taking lots and lots of Motrin, not even so much for cramps. They were bad. It was mainly for the headache. And back then, it was the big pills that were prescription only. It wasn't even on the market. You know, it was, Tylenol was out there, but Motrin and Aleve and all that wasn't on the shelves yet but I had a prescription for that, that I religiously filled. And about the time I got married and was going through a lot of headache pain monthly. So we knew what it was. It was just, oh, you have uh, headaches, a migraine with your hormonal, whatever. That's what they told me. Right. Um, when you get pregnant, it'll get easier on you. That's oh, what they gosh. told me. <laughs> right. You know, and so when, after I had my first child during that pregnancy, I had a headache at the beginning when you're 
hormones are adjusting. And then I had headaches uh, coming back off, you know, after the baby is born. And it was really, really bad with my second son. We only have two boys, uh, two sons, I I should say, (laughs) um, men now. Uh, But yeah, I had really, really bad migraine. All All I knew was that. Was I right. still motion sick sometime? Yeah. I just knew um, don't get on rides at the fair. That right. was pretty much all I dealt with. It wasn't any much dizziness or vertigo or anything mm-hmm. until um, probably during early, the kids were little. I remember I'd turn over in bed and it, I would get dizzy, but mm-hmm. it would be momentarily like a real quick vertigo. And then I would get up. I was still having head pain back then too. So, but I didn't associate them, of course, you know, it was just, I, I never really had a full out attack of anything that I, you know, considered an attack didn't know back then. Right. Um, Probably um, around the age of what would have been, I guess, perimenopause or menopause, what if you want to call it, because I had my um, uterus removed probably that was in yeah it was in uh 2000 so i was at the age of 40 had really really heavy periods still they didn't get any better after kids they just got worse and i was really missing a lot of time off of work because of that i couldn't go i had a job in the public and i had to look nice and be dressed and sit at my desk and i couldn't just run to the bathroom all the time and it was bad so i decided to have that done but i kept my ovaries and so through my 40s till about 47, um, that was kind of when I, everything just quit working um, by 47. So I'm full on menopause then. But back when I was um, perimenopausal, couldn't decide if I, was, I knew I was going to do the surgery. That was the age that I had my first, like that vertigo and just a horrible experience. And if I have yeah. to go back and look at it now with these eyes of being having more wisdom about it, it's, it's the event <laughs> that set me up for the PPPD because mm. it was an all day event. <laughs> it was horrible. I had gotten an award for work and they sent me down to San Antonio because I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm in Arlington. And in, uh, it's, a, it's like a 45 minute flight, if that. So right. you, can, you can do a morning, go down and come back. Our headquarters was located in San Antonio. So they sent me on a plane and I hadn't flown in a long time. I had flown when I was younger. I was a smoker back then and I would drink on the plane and I was fine. I was, I was 20, you know, I was younger, <laughs> but at the age of 40, mama didn't do well on a plane at six thirty in the morning on a Southwest flight with rear facing seats. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So you're not, you're not facing forward. You're facing backward. Right. The cockpit's back here and I'm facing the back of the plane and I've got my four ladies with me. I looked out the window and the plane started to taxi forward. Mm. I wasn't expecting what I saw. My brain says, oh, that's weird because it was going opposite of what I thought I'd see. I mean, Heather, my stomach just went like this and it was, I, we hadn't even taken off the ground yet. And all I had was coffee in me. I had no food, but I felt horrible. And they were just holding my hand, giving me peppermint. I just kept my mouth shut. Normal talkative me just shut down. And I was just like, 
It was mm. awful. And I had 45 minutes of that. Got down. And we're on our way to a luncheon. We're on our way to get an award. And I had to nice. like suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, it was bad. And I got, what's funny is they put me in an office on the first floor of the building because the thing was on the top floor, like 35 floors up. So I had to get in an elevator. And I was like, that ain't happening right now, folks. Right. You got me in a taxi to get here. That was bad enough. We ain't going in an elevator. And so I sat there and got myself together. We had a good hour or more to kill. So I did have time to acclimate. And I drank 7-Up, peppermint, rested, closed my eyes. I just went, turn the lights off. See, I always want the lights off with this now. That's, how yep. that's when that started. And I was just like, leave me alone. And they left me alone. And I was like, please, Jesus, let them forget me. I just want to sit here. Aww. But they didn't. They, you know, eventually I was able to do it. it. It took about 30 minutes, but I calmed down. I didn't take anything, though. That was, I just did it on my own, how somehow. God, are you experiencing vertigo? The, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. I All had right. to suck it up. And it, mm -hmm. with them holding me tight, I said, put pressure on my shoulders. Let's mm -hmm. go. I didn't want right. to walk the stairs, 35 floors. So I had to get up there. And I just held on for dear life and I just kept breathing. And at this point, Heather, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that sure, this is like nothing I've ever had before. Got upstairs and the air was so much colder up there because it was a nice ballroom with, you know, and there are people in that, you know, that move, everybody oh, yeah. talking. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, oh Lord, how am I going to do this? But they stayed with me. I was, my, my work friends were great. And once it got going and I saw food, food sounded good. See, see I, I don't know how oh, no. I did it. It's probably... Probably, you know, just a lot of praying. I was like, Jesus, please, Jesus, let me just get through this day. Jesus, I'm just praying. So I did eat though, and it was very good. And it was a nice creamy lunch and it was wonderful. And um, I got my award and I have pictures of me smiling. You would never know anything's wrong. And it, and I was just having a wonderful time meeting these all these people from San Antonio. I'd only talked to on the phone. And then they were like, okay, we got to go. I'm like, oh crap. We have to repeat this process now. We have to go back up in a plane. We have to get to the airport. We were on a... You know, run, run, run. We got to get back for that two o'clock flight. Right. Oh, my gosh. Somebody goes, you know what? I have some Dramamine. Give her some Dramamine. <laughs> so they gave me a Dramamine in the taxi cab. Mm -hmm. But the minute I hit the door of the elevator and the started to go down, I felt it. It was like, Ugh. and it was, I, it was all I could do to not throw up in the taxi. I did start to kind of throw up in the airport, but once we got on the plane and they said, she needs to sit in the front of the plane. She cannot sit in the back. She has to sit in the front. See, they knew. I didn't understand all that. It's less bumpy, whatever. So they took me by myself and set me special. You know, Southwest, you just go on. Right. They let me go on. Yeah. They, she explained how sick I was feeling. And um, that whole flight, I don't tell, I, five or six bags people were just passing them to me oh, and I was goodness. just crying my mascara was running I had holes in the knees of my pantyhose because I was pressed up against there just heaving mm. and people the guy across the thing had my wrist and he was pressing on it like you like see the, bands yeah uh -huh. and then so the lady next to me had an ice bag on the back of my neck and I was just like Lord, what time is it? How much more time do we have? Right. Yeah, the whole flight was like that. And then Aww. I got special, you know, they got a wheelchair and put me in it. Right. And I just sat there by myself. Nobody, because my people were in the back of the plane. You know, they were sitting together. 
by the time they got off, I was just sitting there by myself waiting on them. And I, they took a picture of me. I don't have it. It was somebody else's and they showed it to me. I didn't want to keep it. I looked horrible. And they're all up looking at me. And it was like something you'd see in a movie. They were just like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. I said, call my husband. Call my sister. Somebody's got to come get me. I can't. The thought of driving from Lovefield Airport in Dallas all the way to Arlington was just oh my not goodness. on the table. Right. I said, my sister, yeah, my sister had to come pick me up. She lived in Dallas. I didn't make it home with her smoothly. I had to throw up a couple more times in the car. The world was spinning. I was just like, I need to go to the emergency room. She goes, no, get home. We're going to, you're going to rest. If you need to go to the ER later, but Robert needs to get off of work and come and get you. You sleep on my couch. So I fell asleep. He didn't come get me until about nine o'clock that night. Cause she told me she, she had told him just let her sleep come later tonight. If you can, I, I can even keep her overnight if you want, you know, and he's no, I'll just right. pick her up later. This is the first time anything had ever happened to me. And that was in 2000 wow. spring of 2000. Now, looking back on it, at that time, I was doing a show, a uh, community theater show, and I hadn't done community theater or theater in 18 years. Like I had become a mom. I had done all these things. And there was on my bucket list at 40. I said, I want to audition for a show. I don't know where. And this audition came up and I begged my husband. I said, please, I'll, I'll still work. I'll do it all. I'll do, you know, I'll go to rehearsals and all this. But, you know, looking back on it, that was a lot. I was stressing myself out because I would be yeah. at rehearsal every night of the week till like 1030, get up and go to work, come home, eat real quick, go to rehearsal. Mm. I had no idea what that was like at the age of 40. I hadn't done it since I was, you know, at 22. Right. So yeah. I was, but again, I was, I had to prove to myself, could I still do it? And of course I could. You know, everybody in the show was like, where have you been? Why are you, what are you? I was like, I'm a mom. I don't know. I didn't want to, I wanted to do it, but it taught right. me that lesson of no, you, you do, but you know what? Bodies change. You know, it's too much yeah. for your body. And that's what my husband told me. He goes, you were doing too much. You just need to stop that. I know you love it. But <laughs> so, well, Jared, let me ask you after, mm -hmm. after you, um, so you, you go on the plane ride and you go to this award ceremony and then you come home. And you're and you're so sick. How long did that last? I mean, did you finally end up going uh, to the about ER? Two days. I felt like I had a hangover. And this right. is the thing is like it, it taught me that okay, when I feel like this, there's gonna be a downside, there's gonna be a down, you know, cooling period, right? Mm -hmm. And it lasted two days. I had to miss work. Oh, I missed dress rehearsal for the show. That was the week the show was <laughs> oh, no. that's why I was I think I was so hot. And so yeah. I missed dress rehearsal, and that was awful. But so that was two days I was down. And then that third day I was able to go to work, come home and open the show. That was, yeah. So I had so a you made it through the there, show, but okay. I felt like I had a hangover for the next day. Like I didn't no. do anything. I went to the doctor. Okay. Went to the doctor and he said, you need to rest for a couple of days. You had an event that yeah. is called travel sickness, altitude sickness. That's what they called it. And gave me anti-vert. Never had medical zine before. That's what mm -hmm. they gave me. And I soon learned, he goes, this is what you got to do. If you need to travel, you need to take this. He didn't say anything about headache, migraine, nothing. It was just, you got this. Right. And that's what I did from 2000 until um, probably 2006 or seven. Okay. Yeah, about that time. So I, 
I had a son in high school. We had band trips to go on. I was going to get on a plane again. Like I had a reason. So I knew how to hydrate a bunch before you go up, do all the things. I had to be one of those prep people for flight. Like I'd never, I'd seen people do it, but I didn't think it was me until then. So I got better as far as being able to travel. And uh, we went to New York, we went to Florida, we went to several places, okay, on planes in that span of years. But I always took real good care. Car trips, hydrate. Going up in the mountains, hydrate. Take your Mm -hmm. mechazine. Did I feel bad? Yeah. Did we have a couple of ER trips? Yes, we did. Because I didn't do enough. And it was always motion sickness. She has motion sickness. She has vertigo when she gets motion sickness. That's all they said every time I went to the ER. Nothing about vestibular, whatever. It was always motion sickness. And then at a point in 2007, I believe, I looked up one day and looked this way and got vertigo. I was just sitting in a chair and I went, oh, I nearly fell to the floor. And I had to call my husband and say, something just happened to me. And he goes, are you okay? I was like, yeah, but I had that same dizziness and vertigo, but I wasn't doing anything. And I certainly wasn't traveling anywhere. So I don't know what that was. So then I went to the doctor for it because I, I, at will, I could go like that until it left and make myself dizzy. It wasn't vertigo. It was just a real quick. And so he goes, something's going on in your inner ear. You need to go to ENT. And they said, oh yeah, you have BPPV or whatever. And that was in 2007, like I said, or yeah. And they did the Epley procedure in a physical therapy place. That was just a lot of physical therapists that dealt with older people Mm-hmm. but they didn't really do a lot of vestibular other than that maneuver. It was just in 2007. That's all they were doing. It's like, right. let me tilt your head back and that's it. And so that fixed me. I thought, right. It did. So oh, okay. they, said, they said, don't lay on your left side. That's what they told me from now on. Don't go to the left, sleep upright. If you have a trouble going back and if your head feels full, then just sleep upright, which I still do this day. And it's very comfortable for me to sleep at zero gravity, but um, because I love it. I don't sleep on my side as either side as much. Um, and that was from 2007 to like 2010, I was told not to bend over a lot because what I was doing is I was causing my inner ear, the crystals they explained, the more that I repeated going up and down with my head and mm-hmm. I did color my hair and rinse it in the sink at home upside down. Um, I had puppies. I was going down a lot, going down uh, the dryer, things at home. They right. said, you need to just think about keeping your head up a lot when you move. It'll tell your body where you're at space and time. But just, you know, I wouldn't, they told me not to look down, not to go back, not to go to the left. So I didn't do it. I, yeah. I walked around in life like this, which I now know is what you shouldn't do because that just creates that fear and creates that anxiety. And then I had the motion sickness fear, the nausea fear, the fear of that whole day. Looking back now, do you see how that all comes together to just make me just a ball of fear about anything to do with moving myself up, down, wherever, going up in the air, whatever. And I just lived on meclizine when it got bad. And when Mm -hmm. I say lived on meclizine, I mean like I couldn't, I took it for like a week at a time or two weeks at a time. And then I would stop not knowing that the meclizine was probably making me dizzy too because I was, you know, staying on it long-term for weeks or, you know, days and weeks. Well, about that time, 
seven in oh seven I discovered hooping hooping the hoop hooping right yeah I discovered <laughs> it on one of our uh, trips uh, on one of our trips we just happened to be going where um, the girl I'd seen on TV was located in California and we just happened to be heading to California and I didn't tell my husband that I wanted to to kind of go get a hoop or look at the hoops or whatever. I just called her. I called the office to leave, like find out if they had classes for where mm-hmm. we were going to be there. And the chick that I'd seen on TV answered the phone and she said, Oh no, we'll be there. We don't have classes, but I could do a private lesson. Why don't you call me when you get in town and oh. you know, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, sure. will." put me down for like Monday, pencil me in. You know, I said that <laughs> and I'm just, cause I'll send you an invoice and all this and I paid for it. And I, I knew I could move it around if I had to, but I didn't tell him. I just, I broke the news when we Jerry. were there. I said, I have a, I have a, a souvenir that I want to pick up, but it's not really something to take with me. It's a lesson. And um, he was like, what? And I had to show him on the internet what we had our laptop in the hotel room. And I showed him and these sexy girls were doing it on the, you know, cliffs of the water. And he was like, are you going to look like that? <laughs> I said, well, I'll try. That's, what my, that's the whole game. And, and I wasn't even thinking at the time that, oh, this is exercise. I really wasn't yeah. or anything like that. I was thinking, I want to do that cool spinning stuff that just looks cool. And you have to also know, this is have to back up. I was a baton twirler, like for a good part of my life. And so anything, if I have something, this is one of my hoop things. If I have something in my hand, I feel secure. Like if I sit there and flip it and just mess with it. So right. I've always been that way ever since I was a little girl. And when I saw that lady on TV, she had it in her hand and she was spinning it up here and just doing stuff in the air. And I, I don't care about this waist hooping or, you know, I didn't do that as a kid at all, but I did do, you know, an object. And basically what all these things are, when you see people doing things with ropes and poi and fire things and it's in their hands, that's flow art. Like yeah. Flow is like a thing. I didn't even know, but they do bigger, bigger batons. And so I'm, I'm very drawn to it. Uh, anything spinning. I just knew, okay, after seeing this woman with this hoop in her hand, I wanted to do that because of the spinning. Okay. Cause it was just, it was something in my soul that I, I just was drawn to. So I did the lesson. He took, they took me, dropped me off. I did my lesson. And the minute I started doing it, I couldn't, couldn't spin it on my waist, but I felt so alive, Heather, like vertigo, what dizziness, what I, I have altitude, what, I and mean, none of that was in my brain. Like for the first time in many years, I was just doing something fun because I wanted to do it and learn something new. And I didn't have any thought of any ailments or anything. All I was doing was learning something. I was like zeroed in on her every word. And it was just magical. And it was like an hour and a half lesson. And I said, you know what? I have not felt this alive in years. I said, I tried to do stage. No symptoms. No. Oh my goodness. No symptoms. And I was just like focused, focused on this object and her and every word she said, and I would try it and I would drop it, she would pick it up again, try again. And it was just, it took my brain to a place of like newness where the brain had to just like totally focus, right? Mm-hmm. I look at that now and understand, because I understand what your brain craves now. Your brain wants to work like that. But right. when you're consumed with other thoughts, 
it doesn't work right. Is it kind oh, of meditative? Oh, yes. Yes. It is movement meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I told this woman, I go, I want to my to bring this home to my friends. Like I want my friends to do this. Other women need to know. People in Texas aren't doing this. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure they were. And they were. Okay. I'm just there aware were, of it. going on in. Yeah. I didn't know where it was mainly in Austin, you know, where Austin's right. that's the capital of all the coolness in Texas. I'm sure there was stuff going on in Austin, but not up where I lived. So um, I left there. I bought a hoop. Okay. They were going to ship it to me. So I didn't have it with me, but I called my friend from the car and I said, girl, get ready. We're going to start hooping. She's like, what? I said, I'm going to send you a link. You watch it. And then we're going to, I'm going to get a hoop and I'm going to start teaching you how to do it. And I said, and you know what, if I can teach this, I think this is what I want to do. Like people, women need this. We need this. Like I was yeah. so, on, and that was the day I learned it. So that's how much passion I had for it. And that's when it started. So I came home. That was in 2007. For that first couple of years, I did it at home, but I did it in my backyard. Didn't want anybody to see me doing it. Made myself sick, looking down, spinning around. I learned how to do it with the, the stuff I had, right? Mm -hmm. Because right. I, at first it was great. And then when I started to really have to break down the moves, because they gave me a DVD with my hoop. This company's no longer in existence anymore, by the way. This, this is like, you know, back then. But right. The, but the DVD was gold, you know, it taught me everything. And, and I learned by myself with this, right, uh, DVD, took it outside, like a move or two, whatever I'm trying to learn. And some of the things they tell you to do just aren't vestibular friendly. I didn't, that's not what I said back then, but now I know. And I right. had to teach myself how to accommodate and make that move work for me. So it might take me longer to learn something or do it a different way, but I, but I was able to learn everything and I got pretty good, you know, and I was like, this is fun. And you go to some place and everybody's like, how do you do that? Well, let me show you. And you just, <laughs> it, you just get taken to this playful place. And I really had a couple of years there while I, where I still had symptoms, but I knew that they would pass. I had meclizine. It was like, I didn't, at that point, I wasn't wondering what the hell's wrong with me. It's just like, well, I, I, I made myself dizzy. Like, that's what I would call it. I made right. myself have that vertigo. I need to slow down. I need to not bend over. I need to, you know, so the doctor would say, how are you doing? I'll say, I'm fine. I, you know, I get dizzy every now and then, but I know I'm not supposed to bend my head over a lot. They told me that in the ER years ago. And my right. doctor never really questioned anything about it because I didn't make a big deal about it. You see what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of adjusted, it sounds like. I, yeah, I, I, yes, exactly. And I, there wasn't social media, so nobody was out there talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was probably in a way, I think that did me well because I had to just suck it up and, but I had the hoop. Okay. I had hooping. Yeah. And at that point I said, I'm going to teach this. Let's do it. I'm going to start a business. And my husband was like, you're what, what are we doing? Because I started, <laughs> I had like, I didn't have this many hoops. Okay. Right. But I had um, quite a few and I wanted to learn to make them. And that's just, you know, watching other people getting on YouTube, looking at the hoop that you bought, how's it made, studying what tools you need, all the things I was engrossed in all this new stuff. I didn't have time for symptoms. It didn't, they didn't come up a lot because I was so engrossed. And remember, I have grown children at this point. That's right. the other thing. It's like, I made it through my baby years and my toddler years. 
And all those years, I was a busy mom. I had, um, let's, I can step back and tell you that I have ADHD son. He was my first, my second has autism. I was involved. I was so like over everything, like manager of everything. And Oh my God, IEP meetings and special ed and all the things I didn't have all this stuff back then. Mm-hmm. What I did have was probably anxiety and I just masked it really well. You know what I mean? Like I just, kept going and kept myself real busy so that I wouldn't be, but I did have constant thought and fear about what's going to happen to these boys at school. What's going to happen to these boys at school because they couldn't handle classroom, you know, Mm -hmm. and we had medication and we had therapies and we had counseling and we had all, it was everything for the kids. And my husband and I, we were both in agreement. We never really disagreed that they, what, what they needed. So that's one thing that's kept us together for 40 years is like, you know, the kids didn't break us because we knew they needed everything they needed. We were totally in agreement, but it wasn't until after all of that and they kind of get on their path doing their things. And they're doing great, by the way, uh, as, as adults. Um, Good. Yeah. Um, they're quirky. They're different, <laughs> but they're doing great. Um, <laughs> but um, I could pour myself into something at the age of 40, whatever, 47, right? 48. So I said, my 50th season, you know, my, my fifties are going to be rocking. I'm going to be hula hooping. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be teaching it. And that's what (laughs) happened. And that's what happened. I, I, and that's part of menopause, Heather. I think um, the part that women don't talk about enough, they're always worried about hormones. What's my hormones going to do? Hormones. I was worried about what am I going to do for me? This is a new chapter, a new season. I already knew my ovaries are shutting down. Um, I've lost my estrogen. I'm osteopenia, now osteoporosis, because I did not monitor my estrogen. But that's okay. I'm good. (laughs) I'm way past menopause, and I didn't really need any HRT. Learned my lesson. Should have probably taken some because of my my estrogen levels. But, you know, I, I took care of this for minutes right. and that with hooping. That's and huge though. It, it's huge. Oh, huge. And I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of menopausal symptoms, but I still had the dizziness, you know, I yeah. still knew. And, and, and again, the stressors of trying to prove my husband wrong. And I did <laughs> pretty much that I couldn't make this thing fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be on 24 seven and I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm back, you know, theatrical background, performance background, this ticked all the boxes. I got to have exercise, which you need in menopause. I got to have, be creative, make them, be creative, do social media, do all the things, plus be active teaching. I was my own marketing. I was out in the community. It's just, I didn't have time to focus on my dizziness. Right. So everybody now looks back, how did you survive all that? I just ignored the symptoms. And then I went to the ER basically. And that was kind of a the revolving door kind of situation. My husband had it up to here with me, <laughs> but he, we just treated it like, we just treated it like, you know, you need to listen to your body, Jerry, you know, right. you're doing too yeah. much. I said, but you, you know, you told me if I don't make this work, you're not going to, you know, help me. And because he was like, basically the backer of this thing is, yeah. you know, you have to invest and find a place to rent to teach in. And I was teaching in a big warehouse with those big doors with no heat, no air. Uh, winters were cold. Summers were hot in a metal box with a bunch of hoopers. You know, <laughs> you're sweating. 
And I was this big around, you know, it's great. I was just, I was looking spelt for 50 something, but I was not doing my body well, you know? And that's the one thing. And I hid it a lot. Like I didn't want people to know I had what I had or, and then some of my very good friends that kind of would help me with the business, the, the initial women, they kind of became teacher helpers and they knew, and they would be like, Jerry, go sit down. You're doing too much. You know, so some of my, the inner circle of my friends knew and, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until 2010 because it started in 09 and it took about a year for all of this to catch up to me. I did have an ER visit and that's the first time they ever mentioned vestibular migraine, but they called it migraine associated uh, vertigo. Yes. And the reason they told me that was because I just kept saying, I don't want the light. I don't want the light. And the migraine cocktail worked well, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. And so when they told me that, um, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? Well, and they said, you know, you need to make sure that you, you know, avoid stress. Avoid. They didn't ever use the word anxiety or PPPD. None of that ever came up. Yeah. But um, I just tried to avoid stress. And that was hard. <laughs> because I was <laughs> a year hard. into this business and I knew my husband was going to pull the rug if I didn't, you know, make it work. So what we ended up doing was just doing different schedules and I adjusted my time and I got a bunch more, you know, girls to help. And I just kept rocking along. And every now and then I would just have to say, camp class is canceled. I have to stay home. I'm having, I'm having lightheadedness is what I called it. It was really dizziness. But, um, and at that point I I really truly believed the PPPD had already taken over because I was Mm -hmm. really feel, I felt like that pretty I mean, that was like my baseline, Heather. It was bad. Yeah. I just walked around the house just kind of, but I didn't complain because I didn't know what it was. And I was too scared to find out. I didn't, I didn't want somebody to tell me I had a tumor in my head. I didn't want somebody to help me. I really didn't want to know. I just thought yeah. if I can go hoop, I'll feel better. That's when I felt my best. So I'd be in my hoop outside just, and I didn't feel bad. Right. And, you know, now I know because I've, I've learned a lot in the last six months. Thank you to um, Instagram and all the professionals that are on Instagram and mm-hmm. all, you know what I mean? That's yep. where I've learned a lot and went to the doctor. Well, I'm sure I'll, I'll get into that in just a little bit. But now that I know, I look back and I go, well, my, my body knew what it needed and I listened mm-hmm. Right now. And that was the movement. And that was what I loved and my passion and that's where I felt my safe zone. This was, this grounds me. I would literally take a hoop and just sit on the floor. This is before I knew what grounding was. I certainly didn't, but I would sit on the floor in my hoop and I would just feel so good because I knew this is one thing I can control this. That with me, with this, I can control myself and you can't tell me I have anything wrong with me when I have a hoop in my hand. So just shut the, up. <laughs> and that's how. I love that you say that how. because. So many of us get caught up in the symptoms that yes. we don't, we don't move forward. And I love that you were sitting in, in something you're so passionate about and saying, you know, this is, this not is what gonna, I'm going to get my energy to. Down. And, yeah. I, and I fought it to the nail for years and years. And, yeah. but there also wasn't all the information. Right. So it's like God, it's kind of a blessing. God knew when the right <laughs> time was going to be. Right. Right. I didn't know, but God knows. And he just led me to this this time and place. So I had to be patient. Mm-hmm. There's so much, I don't want to get a whole religious thing about it, but I'm totally, totally n- no with every fiber of my being that God has my back a hundred percent. 
I don't talk about it a lot. I do. Mm -hmm. People know I'm of faith, but I don't like shove it down anybody's throat. But something that a lot of people do not know. And um, I've talked about it on my Facebook page. That's where my largest following is. And I've had that page since 2009. Hold on. No problem. But I think there is a lot of people talk about their trauma Mm -hmm. in life. And um, I did not have childhood trauma in the sense of, you know, abuse, neglect, any kind of any deviance or anything wrong at home. Okay. I had a wonderful father and mother. They loved me dearly, treated me wonderful. I was my daddy's baby girl. My sisters are 10 years older. I took dance lessons. They did everything for me. They probably couldn't afford half the crap they did for me. Right. They both died before I was 25. Mm. And I myself was with my mom the day that my dad died. I wasn't even supposed to be home that day. I read that in your blog. That was very right. So that is where, that is where I do believe that my deepest trauma is there because I never really dealt with it. I wrote about it a lot. I talk Mm -hmm. about it to my friends. They know, but I never really dealt with that. And I think it held into my nervous system so heavy that that set me up because I never really had any issues other than my my vestibular system is probably primed, you know, because of the, the way that I handle motion all my life. I'm just saying that there's anxiety there from that one event because that was a very traumatic thing for me, but I just kind of brushed it off and went about living. And I think that it's surfacing now even more as an adult, because I have a husband, we're both over the age of what my, like my mother died when she was 63 and I'm 63 now. And it Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, we're at that age and I'm like, I cannot believe, I cannot imagine what that felt like to lose your spouse at that age. It's so young, right? Yeah, I look at my mother as old lady, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's just a a time in my life where I get all this introspective stuff that you think you're not thinking about, but you're thinking about it. Sure. And it comes out in your nervous system, right? Because this stuff with the PPPD, ever since I'd say 2020, um, it's just been bad, really bad. And thankfully there's all this information now out in the in the world or, you know, in the inner and the internet and, and, uh, Veda and all the things. I mean, I could read so much about it and I'm like, okay, it's time. I must go to the doctor. Like it's so have you had an increase in symptoms since 2020? Um, as of, okay. So through the business, yeah, through my business years when I was had my locations, um, mm-hmm. cause that went from like 2010 to like 2019, 18, 19, we had three different locations because we kept, I kept sizing down. I had symptoms all through that, but they were just like two, two, three day events where I would have the hangover and right. Same, basically a vestibular migraine event. And I had some vertigo with that, but they, it wasn't like it was everyday dizziness. Okay. Like really I'm starting to get it again. That didn't happen until 2020. And the only thing I had testing before all that was like MRI heart it was, you know, at 60, it's like, okay, you know, right around 60, 2020. I think that was when I really said, let's do the MRI on the heart. But the doctor never said, we'll do an ENT if it didn't show anything. And when he told me that, I was like, here we go. We go to the ENT. What? I've already, because I did that like five years ago. And they said, well, you've got some sinus, whatever. It was just, nobody ever said vestibular, whatever. It's like the yeah. BPBV, it's not there. You don't have any dizziness. They checked me for nystagmus or whatever. And I'm like, no, you don't have it now. 
And that's how that went on. But in 2020, with everybody staying home, um, and I was on my computer a lot more. And I was really busy because everybody now, women would see me. And what am I doing? There's nothing to do. I would make videos, fun videos. Oh, my gosh. My Facebook Lives back in 2020 were so fun. And then I'd get like three hoop orders. And I would be doing this. And I was just constantly busy. But I was constantly dizzy. Oh, I made a rhyme. You did. I was though. And I was, I was doing like on Facebook lives back then. I was, I was real dizzy during those. It was just kind of like that one margarita in kind of feeling. I had it 24 <laughs> seven. And my That's husband crazy. goes, I want some of that. Can I get loud? I was like, oh babe, you can have it. Yeah. Cause I remember I'd walk down the hall and it would be like, I'd be wait, bouncing off the hall, but it was just my nervous system really. Because we, I was had so much on my plate, even though we weren't going anywhere, I had people to see and meet right here. And right. it was a great time for me. I had already pivoted to the online space. So I had my course online. Is that, that when point. you were coaching? You yeah. Were coaching for, for women over 50, right? Right. That's when it really kind of took a hold because we had, my third location was an Airbnb and we were doing really well with it. And it was close to our house. And we live near the um, Cowboys, where the Cowboys play and mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers play. That's where in Arlington. And so we would have people come in. It was a great Airbnb. And I taught there during the week. It was a cute little boutique house. I just loved it. But then the city outlawed it. We have to be over by the stadium to have an Airbnb. Mm. Okay. And ours was over here on the other side of town. Yeah. So we sold the house and I started teaching here at the house if I had to. But I basically was going to try to do everything online. And that was early 2019. So I'd already put all my website was changed. Everything was great. So when 2020 came, all I had to do was get online on Facebook and I started meeting new ladies and I got a whole lot of new women and met them. And so I got all these great women and I was still just, I'd have to shut down and say, y'all, I can't teach today. I'm really just having a a migraine. I said, I said, I think this is vestibular migraine from what I'm reading online. You know, at that point it was all over the internet. I said, and I don't know, I probably need to go to the doctor for it. But if I just rest, I feel better. And that's what I would say. And you, there's Facebook lives where I'm talking and I'm like, y'all, I'm having this vestibular crap today. Yeah. So, and then um, I guess it was probably the thing that pushed me over the edge to go to the doctor was reading Alicia, Dizzy Cook. Right. And she talked about her journey. And I'm like, this, this is what I've been through, but I've been through it a lot longer. I need to do this. If she can do it, I can do it. And these women, now I'm talking to women and meeting women, they have children. And I'm like, Oh Lord. Can you imagine? (laughs) I can't even, because I, I just can't even have to deal with anybody but me. And so my heart goes out to every single woman that's listening right now that has children hats off to you ladies. I don't know how you're doing it because I, I couldn't have, I had, I was a mom in a different era. Right. Yeah. And I was dealing with different issues back then. Thank God I didn't have this to deal with because my kids were plenty, let me tell you. So it, it God knows, you know, like let's don't <laughs> give her too much. Let's let's wait to give her this until she's right. older and she's by herself. And if it wasn't for my husband, I don't know how I would have handled it. Because he's the one that's always been here to like pick up and I just have to go, honey, and he knows that sound. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, and, I and it's years and years of it. So for him, he was just like 
finally, let's go, let's go. And I, I showed him Alicia's website and I showed him what she was writing and I showed him some of the people on, uh, not you, because I hadn't found you yet, but you know, some of the professionals that are on right. the therapists that are on Instagram. Right. He goes, well, what about Mark Cuban? He went to so-and-so. And I said, this is who he went to. You know, and so he <laughs> right. was like, well, if Mark Cuban went to, let's try to go to them. And I said, no, hang up, hang up, hold up. And I showed him victory over migraine on the, you know, like Dr. Bay's yeah. book. And I said, now this guy, he's over in Dallas, but he has right. like an eight month wait. <laughs> right. And, and I said, I want to go to him mm-hmm. um, because like, he's the one, like he, everything he talks about, I've watched videos. I showed him the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was able to get in with him a lot sooner because I waited. They sent me all the information once about a year prior. And I was like, oh my God, I'll get on the list, I guess. And it was a long list. He wasn't doing televisits yet. And then when he started doing the televisits, I got in like within like weeks. Oh, good. And that's when I had my visit with him in um, late February. I decided because of Alicia to do a whole team approach. And I went to Southwestern, Mm -hmm. UT Southwestern. And did, because I know that's where Dr. Bay used to practice before he started on his own. And come to find out, UT Southwestern has like satellite hospitals. There's one over in Fort Worth, which is a little bit closer for me. And that way I could go to um, the ENT, uh, neurology. Everybody would be in one spot, right? Right. And I just thought that would be better. And Mm -hmm. and I just told my primary, I'm going to do it. I don't have to get a referral, uh, luckily. And um, he says, well, good, go handle it. And I'm sure he's thinking, I sure didn't want to do anything because I don't know what the hell's wrong with that. So, but but it was because of finding Alicia and reading what she had gone through. And then um, I did some, the VNG testing. Uh, I had joined a vestibular group fit, which is uh, Heather's group, or not Heather, listen to me, uh, Madison's group. Right. um, Right before I started everything. And that was a breath of fresh air because I felt like I just need some confidence, y'all. Tell me all about being, tell me about the VNG test. And of course that scared the hell out of me. And I was crying the day before. And then Madison and Jenna and some of the others really taught me off the ledge then. And the next morning I'm, we're sitting there and my husband's like, what is going on with you? You're not scared this morning. <laughs> and I said, my vestibular friends in the group talked me down. I'm going to do this. I just have to keep saying I am safe. Yeah, I am, you know. And it was because of the ladies in the group, you know, that it really helped me the night before. I was in tears that day before it. I was in tears because I was ready to cancel. Because again, I was so scared to get dizzy. And, you know, come to find out it's controlled. You're in total darkness. Yeah, Yeah. you feel a little off, but it's over in 30 seconds. I mean, it was not anything to be scared of. And um, compared to what I've been through for years and years, it was a piece of cake. Right. So. Yeah, it was just like, whew, that was nothing. Um, but that helped find out that I had, they, they said, we suspect PDD, PPPD and um, right. vestibular migraine. And they gave me a little bit of information. But you've, got, you've already got your uh, appointment set with Dr. Bay. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like they were really glad to hear that. And then they did the, the audiology report and everything. And my, my hearing is a little diminished on the side, but it's not enough to say Meniere's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they were thinking that years ago, but then I never had any hearing loss, so they couldn't really go there. Yeah. That was when I went to the audiologist, you know, in, in the 2000s sometime. Um, and now with the heat and taking the, I take nortriptyline. That's my, on my treatment plan. Okay. And um, I noticed the, 
let me go back and tell you a little bit. I have a cautionary tale about medicine. This is, this is good. Um, I didn't know what I had years ago, but I knew I had migraine. Remember we talked about that? Right. I took Excedrin every day, migraine, Excedrin, whatever, Excedrin, migraine, right. every day in the morning. First thing I had a pill case that had two Excedrin and two Sudafed every morning because of that feeling. And I took that probably starting in the nineties until 2023. Oh my goodness. No, I did drop off the migraine, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That they told me to stop taking cause I was having a rebound because of the, that medicine. Nobody yeah. said to stop the Sudafed. And I took the Sudafed every morning, probably from around 2000 and mid 2000s. I stopped the Excedrin that kept the Sudafed. And that back in the old days, it was on the shelf. But then all the years when it was the count, I, every month, two months, whatever, I, you know, however much I have. Right. And so when I went to go pick up my nortriptyline, even Dr. Bay goes, you may want to stop your, you know, uh, decongestant a while or whatever. I was like, okay. And I'm thinking in my head, whatever. I didn't, but the, <laughs> the, the, the pharmacist, which I really wanted to talk to him because I've never taken anything like this. I need you to give me all the good things I need to know. And he goes, do you take any decongestants? And I said, yeah, I come here every month. You're my, you're my dealer. I come here every month to get my food. <laughs> and he said, uh, you need to stop taking that. You take it every day. And I said, yeah. And your primary care lets you. And I said, well, I just tell him I take it in the morning. He doesn't ever ask. He goes, no, you need to get off that. And I was like, oh. he goes, I know. I said, but then he goes, this, you're taking it to help your dizziness and all the things. And mm-hmm. you need to be off the stimulant. You don't know how your body's going to react. You can go, maybe go back to it or whatever. So I stopped that and started my neurotriptyline. I felt awful. Like I was just like, babe, I'm not any better. In fact, I feel worse. Mm-hmm. And I, but I have not taken Sudafed since. And what happened to me in, let me clear, let me clarify though. I didn't take the Sudafed because I wanted to be all speeded out for a few right. hours in the morning because I still drank coffee, a decaf or sometimes regular. It wasn't that it was because I had the, that full feeling every mm-hmm. morning all my life. And that's what I was, it was helping me for a little bit, but then it was probably not helping me and gave me more symptoms over the years. I'm sure did not right. do me justice. But anyway, I started the nortrimpoline, felt horrible. And I'm looking back now, I think it's because I was withdrawing off Sudafed daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I never could take it in the late part of the day. I just took it in the morning and I slept okay. So I was real good with it. I didn't take it past like 10. But anyway, um, I had an MRI that I had to go do, like it was on schedule, that my ENT set up. And it was going to be not quite to the two week mark of my new nortriptyline. And I was cool. I wasn't, I was like, okay, let's go. We went. And when I laid down Heather in that thing, I started to feel weird. Just felt Mm -hmm. bad. Like I just don't feel good. And then I go, oh, but they put that nice music on me, laid back. It started. It was like, and the things are happening. And during it, I was like, I don't know, man, I'm seeing like, like tripping out colors. I'm like, I'm laying there and I'm like, my eyes were closed and I'm like, what's going on? But I didn't really feel like I was going to throw up or anything. It just felt weird. 
So when I got out of there, I said, oh, I'm lightheaded. Let's they help me up. And I sat there a minute. I said, I just need something to drink, cool off. So I had to wait like in the little reception area at the hospital. I drank some water or whatever. And I made a climb home. And I went, you know what? Let's get lunch. And he goes, we stopped Subway. I had to get something to eat. Then I napped in my recliner for probably three hours. I was mm-hmm. out. But they did it with, with and without contrast. So it was mm-hmm. a long MRI. Yeah. I don't think I drank enough water, really, you know, to wash that stuff out. But I woke up and I was like, ooh, my head felt really full. And I just happened to have my blood pressure thing over here. Because that's another thing they're checking me to make sure my blood pressure is not too high because of all the, you know, medicine changes and stuff. They, his insurance is that way. This is, yeah. They get up in your business and they say, we're going to send you a blood pressure. Cup. <laughs> anyway, um, I just I checked my blood pressure and it was like the highest I've ever seen it. And that freaked me out. And so now there was no, no talking me off the ledge. Now I'm going to have a heart attack. Y'all need to, Robert, come here. Look at this. And then it just got higher and higher. And so it was like 192 over 90 something. And I'm like, what is going on? Call EMT now. And he's just like, babe, take a, a clozonopam. We have one. Would that calm you down? I don't know. I've never taken one, but I need somebody now. <laughs> I was in full panic. And this was not like I hadn't even been on the medicine two weeks. And I'd never taken one of those other tablets. I didn't want to. Right. And they took me to the ER. If I would have just calm down. But when you're in the thick of it, yeah, it was a total panic. And they were like, yeah, you have high blood pressure. This is high, but she has what she has. Cla- she, she can take what you want to take one of those miss needs. No, I don't. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> so they took me and that was like a $1,500 lesson to just take the damn pill. Yeah. And, it, and now I have since had to take it like three times. They were wonderful. I'm proud to say. And Dr. Bay immediately calls after I left a message and he goes, Jerry, it has not even been two weeks. Give the medicine a chance. Right. Increase to your 20. And I was like, do I have to do it right away? He goes, no, you can stay on 10, but just try the 20 a day. And I was like, I will. He goes, okay, let me know. <laughs> and I did. And like the two days after I, or even a day after I did that, Cause I take it like morning and night. I don't take it all together. Right. It's been so much better. Mm. I just had to get over those hurdles with it. Right. And, and it's, you know, I just look back and I'm like, now it's wonderful. Even if I have a flare day, which I've had like three or four since, you know, this, this three months, maybe. Yeah. That's and, not bad. Uh-uh. And I just had uh, my four month follow-up with him and he, he says, you're, you're rare. This is good. You're doing good. You haven't had to switch medicines. No. And I said, you know, I just, I'm doing a little bit of diet things that I think they do kind of trigger me. So I kind of slack off on those. I can have a little of just whatever I want. If, if, but if I overdo, give me all that, you know, let's, let's go get a muffaletta with all that (laughs) meat and cheese on it. No, I can't do that. (laughs) And I'm Italian. I love me a muffaletta, (laughs) but I, I'm, in for pain if that happens it's just you know so I don't eat those anymore um but you know I can have a little piece of ham I can have a little piece it's not going to kill me yeah just moderation that's that's how I treat my diet yeah well let me ask you Jerry 
Um, I'm assuming that you don't do VRT because the hooping, I imagine, is v- a, a VRT. I did do VRT and I graduated. You did, early. okay. Awesome. Yes, and my therapist, I did. I did some cute. I, I still have footage on my phone, uh, <laughs> real material, but I did talk about it in a live. They are just my therapist here in town. She was just like, the hoop is like therapy for you. Like, Perfect. look at what you do with your feet when you hoop. You move like proprioception. You've got to move one way than the other very quick. And and I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh yeah, okay, I get it. Like that's probably, she says, that's why you've been able to function because you're constantly giving yourself VRT. Yeah. And you know, that's actually, honestly, that is why I stopped my scroll when I saw you. I don't know. I was probably under a hashtag I was following. I would never had anybody tell me that. I've stopped my scroll. I stopped my scroll. I'm like, whoa, back it up here. (laughs) What is she doing? Hashtag vestibular. And I, I, or whatever the hashtag was. And you were, um, I'm like, okay, what is going on here? This looks fun. Who wouldn't want to hula hoop? Especially over. And that's what I'm glad. (laughs) That's what I really want to do now. See, this is so since VRT, I've got this confidence in me that God's given me a new purpose. I'm trying to help women who have vestibular issues have some joy. Let me tell you, I've got some things going on in my head right now for some events for Vita. And we're talking after this. Okay. Let me tell you (laughs) this. And you, you know, just being honest, I really want to get involved with Vita. Awesome. We are I'm good well, for sure. I can later sh- off record. We can, but I do. I want to tell my story and then I want to be able to be out there because I want people who are like us to find yeah. me. And if they want to hoop, I'm your girl. Like I I'm, love that. Uh, this is the way I'm running my business now. I'm running my yes. business from my heart. Oh, certainly. I'm going to like have a fee for whatever I do. But sure. I think the whole way my website looks is probably going to change. I'm going to scale it back. I'm not going to have a boutique. I'm just going to say, here's a hoop. This is what you order. Here's the course. And if, and if you've got vestibular issues, I'm your girl, because I can tell you how to do this and not flare yourself. Because if you know what you're doing, you will make yourself busy and you will not feel good. And that's the last thing I want any woman to do is get a hoop and feel bad about it and hate it. Well, I told you before we got on, um, I would love to do it, but I'm a little intimidated. I haven't had a hoop around my hips since I was a little girl, <laughs> but it looks yeah. so fun. It and... is fun and you can, and you can do it. Every woman can do it. And by when I say you can hoop, there's so many ways to hoop. It's not all just about on your body. You've seen, right. you know, we do it up here yes. too. And the thing with, and the thing with um, doing it up here and doing it with your hands, it's tactile. It's like a mm-hmm. fidget spinner. And people like us that have like lots of stuff going on in our nervous system, we need a fidget spinner. It's just a big old fidget spinner. And so I constantly have to be doing like this. When I take a walk, a lot of the times I'll take a really small hoop and just spin it on my fingers. Just it's and everybody in my neighborhood knows that I'm the woman with the hoop. They don't look at me weird anymore. <laughs> but that's but it's what I don't care. Really. That's you. But I mean, it's that's it awesome. does. It, and then it's an upper body workout too. So you're getting a little more cardio and a little more stuff going on than just walking. I so that's it. why I always like to take it as a bonus. Oh, and it's a safety thing. Because yeah. nobody's going to come to you when you got this hoop in your hand. They just think, <laughs> what the hell is she? It's safety. I don't feel like anybody's going to attack me because they don't want to. I could swing it in front of you, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right. So 
How can we support you in the community, Jerry? Wow. Um, visit my socials because I put a lot of love in there. Um, and I, I really have pulled back a lot. I don't think I've posted in a couple of days, which is the longest I've gone in a long time, but I'm really trying to honor my, um, you know, just if I have a flair, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to rush back into my, got to get online and look at yeah. my screens because that, that's a really big thing for me. Right. And, and I'm sure that's just getting older. My eyes are get tired and, and, you know, social media is hard to yeah, keep your presence. Keep <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep up with it all. And the pressure and I, we put on yes, ourselves. I have a business, but say what? The pressure we put on ourselves to keep up with everything, trying to post every day. I don't even do that anymore. Changing and yeah. the rules are always changing and you better be listening to that meeting that you just had with this social media coach or that social media coach. And, the, right. and I, it's just, my bandwidth is so much less nowadays. Yeah. But I have content, you know, that goes back years. So I just pull, pull something, I'll recycle it or, you know, but, but the point of this is if people would just, you know, remember to give me a like or whatever, because it helps, it helps because I'm not on there like I used to be, but everything yeah. I create is very intentional and I'm making it for somebody I don't know who yet or you know, who it's speaking to but yeah everything is so visit my social and visit my website so that you can yes. understand what it's about um, I will leave all that information is, below please please yeah. do absolutely well if you have anything else to say let me know otherwise we're going to jump into whirlwind questions I feel like we could talk all afternoon <laughs> well anytime you want to talk again you just let me know Okay. You know, I'm, I'm game because I, lo I love, love, love helping women understand more about how to move with fun and not make it such a drudgery because I have learned that we need movement. And, and I didn't know at the time, all those years, that I was really doing myself so much good by moving in a way that I really loved. And right. th that's what I, it really hurts my heart to see anybody struggling with, well, I've got to go, I've got to go move. I've got to go. I've got to do that. No, baby, I get to go hoop. That's the way yes. I look at it all the time. Yeah. And I want, I want other women to understand that there's so much more fun things out there. If you just open your eyes, you just never know what's going to drop into your life. I wasn't even looking for it and it just, boop, and it changed me so much. So just eyes open. Yeah, I love I love just changing that one word. I get to hoop, not you have to or get to I exercise. Get to hoop. Or, yes. yes, and yeah. that's the way. And it's an everyday thing for me. Maybe it's just a few minutes. And on a flare day, I'm not I'm not like moving all sure. the time with it, you know. But it, right. but as soon as I feel like I can get up and walk, you better bet I've got to pick it up and just like mess with it in my hands and maybe mm -hmm. go take a little stroll out out back. You know, I just just the movement. And when I know what it's, and I know, and I have a history of it, it's for years and years, I know how good it makes me feel. You know what I mean? Right. right. You want to feel goodness. You don't want to feel like you have to, how many more reps do I have to do? How many more counts do I have to do? <laughs> yeah. That's no, no, you don't want to dread it. <laughs> Ever on the table with this. And I'm not mm. saying it's the only thing somebody should do, but it's a great thing to have in your arsenal. Oh my gosh. You know that. <laughs> and then it's for yoga. I love Pilates love. And I've done both of those, but this is just another element of it. Same kind of movement, mm -hmm. same kind of, you know what I mean? Same kind of benefits there, but yeah. in a different modality and a little more playful way. 
Yeah. I like, I love it. and you do not, and you do not think of anything else when you're hooping. Like you don't have, you just think of how good it feels and let's, let's have a fun time. And, oh and my goodness. you're laughing. And Something you can do with your it's children. Just so too. Fun. Yeah. And you can do it. It's, it's the one, and that's the, the other part to it is I am older now and my ideal client is women of my age and, you know, like maybe 40, mm-hmm. 50 plus, whatever, but oh my gosh, the mom is out there, you know, with, with daughters like you, you have a 10 year old and even younger, you know, if I would have had that when my boys were young, it would have been a little bit of a respite for me to just <laughs> go outside and hoop while they're doing their thing. Right. 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 Even do the stuff like that with my boys. Yeah. I wish I would have, but you know, yeah, so I can too. serve mamas. Sure. I mean, that's a, awesome. it's a great thing. And it, it, it's, it's really beneficial. And a lot of people don't really understand it. They just see it and think Cirque du Soleil, you know, <laughs> I don't get right. that. There's a lot of deeper meaning there. A lot of stuff going on with it. That's just Oh so yeah. No, just watching your, just watching your reels and scrolling through your Instagram, the energy that you bring forth and the joy, it's just, it's palpable. And I just love it. And it's, um, I think we all need and a little bit of that. And in it's a hundred percent authentic. You know what? That's yes. I know that. Is I knew when I found it that I'm not I'm not wearing any kind of hat mask whatever I'm not cut, okay. this is me like a hundred percent I grew up doing dance and baton awesome. twirling and now I find this thing I get to spin oh my mm-hmm. gosh and everybody that knows me from when I was little they're saying this is so you how did you find <laughs> this I'm like and I came off the heels. I quit my banking job, but you know, I loved customer service as, a, as you know, in the workforce. But the one thing I didn't, I knew that wasn't authentically me was that I had to cross sell products. You know, that's one of your jobs when you work. Right. And I never felt authentic trying to offer somebody something that I really didn't think they needed, but you, you got to talk it up because you got to win this prize or you got to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And this, there was like, I'm not even telling one little bitty iota of a fib like everything right. I talk about with hooping is like the truth <laughs> it's like so yeah it's the first it was the first time I'd ever experienced that feeling of being able to to share with people something I'm so passionate about so that was kind of cool to find that I'm so happy I found you I'm so happy I reached out to you and we're talking today <laughs> I know I know I know well, before we go I wanted to end with a little something fun um which is the whirlwind questions so okay. are you ready I guess. Okay. There's no wrong answers. In okay. one word, All right. what is what has living with a vestibular disorder taught you? Oh man. Grace. grace. Patience. Yeah, I give myself a lot of grace now that I didn't give before. For too. sure. Yeah. A lot of grace. And it's and that's something about I think just even getting to be my sixties give myself a lot more grace. Can't keep doing everything you used to do. You're not who you were every day. You're a day older, not doom and gloom, but just grace. That's right. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. Vestibular disorders are. Misunderstood Mm. by the general public. They don't know. No. Heck we didn't know until we got our diagnoses. You know what I mean? And yeah, really had to still struggle with sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, yes. right. But I think they're very misunderstood and hard. <laughs> hard. Jerry, you feel your symptoms coming on. What's the first thing you do? Grab something. Grab or sit 
in my chair and breathe really, really slowly and deeply through my nose only with an ocean breath. And I just sit there. It's usually sitting and I just breathe. And I just say, this pass. I, I talk to myself, my internal. I don't talk out loud, but I'm talking in my head. Pass. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably, if, if it's within a minute or two and I still feel just like I feel it, I'll probably get up and get my bag and take a meclizine or, well, I won't take a meclizine now. That's what I used to do. I'll probably just, um, cause I would have taken my, uh, normal meds, but I probably do eye drops. Tamalol eye drops. Those are in my, I probably, probably would take okay. a drop of those and then let sit and probably get my game. I have gamma core, probably do a gamma core. That thing's wonderful too. Yeah. <laughs> That's another, yeah, one that. of my treatments. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. It's really, really good. good. But I also, um, recently have been kind of studying, uh, vagus nerve stuff. So mm -hmm. I'd probably do some vagus nerve stretches and things. And I've had to do that recently, like, you know, just last couple of weeks. Right. Right. And then I just let it go, let go of the, the, the God almighty screen phone, whatever. That seems to be the one that, you know, you're feeling bad, but you still want to look at it. No, I got to get it rid of it. I have to put it in it. the other room. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me. Yes. And just, but and then just once you do that, mind. yeah. Once you do that, I, there's almost, no, there is a calmness that comes over you. And I don't even want to go back to it because it seems like the more I know, I'm it, on I, it. Believe me, I'm living yeah. it right now. Two days not posting, just barely yeah. commenting to somebody because I'm just like, I don't even have the bandwidth to pick that phone up and do a post. Yeah. I don't. And I think, I think that's a common collective feeling we all have, but nobody's right. really acting on it. Yeah. Because of the pressure. Yeah. And, it's just sad. It's very, very sad because we didn't grow up that way. No, you know, there was a time, and you know, unfortunately, there are kids that are growing up that don't even know what that time is like. I know, I know. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> they missed it. They missed the good old days where we didn't even have this thing. No, like in our hands. I know. I know. I talked to my daughter who's about to be ten, as you know, um, about that we would go out in the morning and not come back till the streetlights came on. She goes. What would you do? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like we're just old people? But that's so true. And we come but back. The lights came on. We yes. went home. They, that sounds yeah. like such an, you know, like something back in the twenties. <laughs> but it's like that's the truth. And when it you is. and you could tell who was over at people's houses by the yeah. bikes in the yard. Yeah. Remember, yeah. you're like, oh, so and so's yeah. there. You know, you knew the bikes. Yeah, they don't do that yeah. anymore. No, no, it's all screens. Well, let's see. What is one thing that people usually get wrong about you? Oh, that I'm just outgoing and extroverted 100% of the time. Like, that's just who I am. And, that, and while that is true, I'm very introverted, too. I, I could stay home every day and not go anywhere, and I love it. Yeah. I don't like, I, as again, it's, I don't know if it's because I'm in my 60s now. I just, we just don't have the energy we used to have and I don't I don't miss it I'm not sad about it mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be I'm really happy with where I'm at so that I don't have to go expand that energy to be honest right. and that that's I think a lot of people are intimidated thinking I'm so outgoing that I'm gonna 
you know, push them so hard. If they want to come to do this, I'm going to, it's going to be perky and happy. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did that. It was another life. Like um, that's a while ago. I'm right. tired and I'm just, I'm just <laughs> here to have a nice time, a quiet time. Even a girlfriend came over last night that we, you know how you have your bestest friends that you don't see for six months, but you, you can just pick up like that. Yep. That's, that's who this woman is. And we were just to go out to dinner and just a girl's night to go dinner. And I called her or I texted her and I said, better idea. You come over here. I'll have everything ready. We'll just sit down at the table. She was like, thank you. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't don't want to go to the restaurant. I don't even want to yeah. go listen to the people. I don't want to be in the it's 113 feels like outside. I, don't I know. I uh, love that. Yeah. Yep. All my girlfriends like that live quite a distance away. Oh. And um, I miss that. Just vegging, doing nothing. Just, that, just doing nothing. And that's what yeah. we did. And we had a that's great awesome. time. It was just quiet. I mean, my husband was here and he just, <laughs> well, he did the yard, but he, you know, it was just us yeah. in the kitchen and we were just talking. And I said, she goes, I am so glad you suggested this. This is way <laughs> better great. than going and, you know, sitting with everybody loud and clinking yeah. glasses. And, and that was a, that was a season ago. We're not in that season anymore. Right. No, nor am I. Nor am I, even though I have a 10 year old. <laughs> no, it's different but, I mean, I'm you, at, but no, you, it's, you understand, but there was I a do. Time where you, you would go, go to the club. Be, yeah. The, out there. And, that's, and then it's okay out all night and go to work down. with three hours sleep. Yes. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to slow down, you know? Yeah, um, and again, those with the children, it, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but gosh, God love you. Hats off to you, mama. <laughs> What is your favorite vestibular friendly meal? Ooh, one of the things I eat all the time if I'm just a little hungry and I think it's going to be good, like just fill my tummy a little bit. I might do applesauce. I love applesauce, <laughs> unsweetened, organic. I buy it at Costco. A little bit of applesauce. I'm mean, just one of my things. I'll take my medicine mm -hmm. and then I'll have a few spoonfuls of applesauce. I have a little jar in the refrigerator. Um, what's another vestibular friendly food? Well, I don't eat any cheeses anymore. So I, I do dig a piece of fresh mozzarella, but I don't eat it all the time. Um, yeah. Cheerios, <laughs> a bowl of Cheerios with some coconut milk. Oh, yeah. That sounds lovely. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm very bland food. Yeah. I like yeah. spicy food and I like all that stuff, but. They're not very vestibular friendly. And if I'm really yeah. having a hangover day, like after a, um, like a day two, which I really mm -hmm. don't get those anymore. I get like a day one and I'm done. So that's nice. good. That's a, that's real progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to crave brown rice in my chicken noodle soup. Like I, I make the chicken noodle soup from the can sometimes, mm -hmm. but I always add stuff. Like I add extra water to dilute the sodium a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my husband can't stand when I dilute stuff, but that's because <laughs> I need to be low sodium. Right. So, um, but I like to add rice and maybe pepper and, or some Mrs. Dash into that soup. So soup for me is just, yeah, soup, chicken soup. If I can make it from scratch, even better, which I do sometime. Um, another, oh, one more. I got one for you. Um, like a, just a vegetable soup that you make from scratch, mm. just like get every veg, like have a, some spinach and some 
you know, think of all the vegetables, potatoes and onions and all the things, and then some carrots and celery and anything. Okay. Yeah. Cut them all, uh, zucchini and some squash, chunk, chunk all that up into like your, um, stone pot or whatever so have a stone <laughs> pot and then just put like some vegetable stock and just let it simmer and just get all right. just like a vegetable it's almost like a cleansing soup kind of thing mm-hmm. i could eat the whole pot my husband totally hates it <laughs> oh god I, when i vestibularly bleh, I'm yeah like, yeah i need soup yeah That's usually my thing nice what's your favorite book or novel Wow, my favorite book or novel. Right now, this victory over migraine, man. <laughs> migraine. That's my favorite book, I must say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I do love anything by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. Love him. Yeah. Think change your thoughts, change your life. I think. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. he's written more than one like that, but I oh, just yeah. love I just love that book, those his books. Yeah. Um and novel wise man the four agreements is another one i really like that's my most um, gifted book the four agreements it is, yeah, that i give out a yeah book mm-hmm. um and i really i did the whole oprah thing years and years ago that's really when i got super present you know in live is after that do you remember on oprah when she did a new earth yeah, Eckhart Tolle. Oh man, I bought the CD collection. I have it right back over there. I still like <laughs> just pick up and read a chapter. Yeah, that's a good yeah. book too. Yeah. Um, but it was about the, it was about that time I discovered Hooping. Oh wow, that's awesome. And it was yeah, two thousand eight, seven, eight, and that was a big pivotal change for me because I started to think of things around me and what mm-hmm. was, you know, in your passions and all the things. I mean, it was just like that was a really pivotal you know and if it wasn't for that book and that whole series because remember it was a book study i did mm-hmm. it man i had a spiral written i did the whole thing and um i pretty much if it wasn't for that i don't think i would have um acted upon the hoop you know what i mean yes, it just I do. was there and i noticed what i was drawn to yeah mm-hmm. yeah i really i really really think that a whole a lot yeah yeah it's the universe is God. God is the universe. I mean, so that's the way I kind of took it. And it's true. And same thing with uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. It just, mm-hmm. it's true. And like when he breaks down the the Tao and all the different girl, you put that in your ear, get it like on the audible or um, wisdom of the Tao. Look here. It just, <laughs> just take one a day and listen. Up, and when he breaks it down, it is. I haven't listened to that one. Oh. I have, I do the, um, empower you, which is the, um, Hey house is audible basically. Yeah, right. And right. so you can listen to anything Wayne Dyer and that uh, he's on my, like, I just go for a walk and listen to that. Mm-hmm. And it always applies whatever you're, you just put it in and he's talking right. about how we treat whoever or whatever, whatever you needed to and hear it that comes day. Up, that one, <laughs> p- that one um, piece of the dial just hits you. It's like, I needed yep. to hear that today. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it's really, really good. Yeah. What is one movie that you could watch over and over and never tire of? Um, <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I love any musical that has ever been made. I've probably seen them five times. Um, but I could watch, like, if it's on, I will stop and watch the whole thing. Move, like, it's not musical. Uh, Forrest Gump, I will watch it every time it's on. 
yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Every time it's, I'll just stop what I'm doing and finish watching it. Right. Um, but musical wise, there's so many good musicals that I could just see the King and I, yeah, you oh, know, any, yeah. any Rogers and Hammerstein, it just, I could just watch them. State Fair, <laughs> Aracel, you know, Fiddler on the Roof, any, oh. and I've been in many, and I've been in many of these shows, but I mean, right. I would watch and sing along, you know. That's awesome. Any, that's just, that's the way I grew up. My mother raised me on watching all those old black and white films. If you've never yeah. seen like uh, Imitation of Life, seen it. look that one up. Imitation of Life. <laughs> oh my God. It's not a musical. It's a, it's about a, it, it's a black and a maid to this white woman. It's got, I don't even remember who's in it. Lana Turner. So anyway, what about, cool. um, what about the bad seed? It just seems I've seen that. That's about the little girl. She's a bad seed. She killed a little boy and it's a black and white mm. movie. It's yeah. been remade in the new times and, and the, the original star is born. The Judy yeah. Garland. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Good, you good know, stuff. Anything, and all Betty Davis movies. <laughs> I, if, honey, if, cause I do Turner classic movies. Okay. I'll just pop it on. And if whatever is on, man, yeah, I'm down. I don't yeah. even, I'm like dinner. Wait, wait till this movie is over. And then I'll, yeah. <laughs> like um whatever happened to baby jane oh yeah betty davis yeah gotta watch it um there's so many betty davis movies i can't even right now but those are anything with betty davis um awesome but yeah there's, yeah I, those classic movies because that's what me and my mom did together when i was a little mm -hmm. girl she made me watch all that stuff and i mean i'm glad she did because the yeah. musical end of it really played a part into my you know right my DNA, I guess you should say. So, <laughs> Well, Jerry, the last question I have for you today is, what are you extremely grateful for today? Hmm. Uh, for you, um, this has been a pleasant conversation. I love talking to somebody that just gets it, you know, that, yeah. that I'm not talking like total foreign language to <laughs> when you start talking right. about like... Uh, vestibular issues because some people just they don't even know uh, so thank you like this what are you talking about <laughs> yes. well, it's, it's been great having you here i can't wait to learn more about the hooping and uh yeah yeah we're gonna talk in the future because i need some kind of exercise i enjoy besides walking oh it's and, let, let me tell you you just know where i'm at like you just reach yeah. out and again i'm doing this i'm doing it differently now so don't feel like what you see on my website is always going to be the way that it is because it's yep. going to change. I even think right. my, pricing my pricing structure, all of that's going to change. Okay. I really cool. feel like, um, yeah. And you know, who, you know who else I'm grateful for? I have who? to say this because I didn't, I was, I would have followed it up and I thought I should probably say that my husband, I think I said it oh, earlier. Yeah. I'm just so grateful for Sounds him. like a great support. He really, really is. And I can't, I don't know what I would, where I'd be without him. I just really, really, really don't because he puts up with me. I mean, there's just been so much <laughs> I mean, my craziness yeah. lets yeah. me do my thing, you know, so that I can function. And yeah, so it's, it's really, yes. I'm grateful for him every day. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm so, so happy we got to catch up and, and talk and I look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jerry, for sharing your healing journey with us. I'm looking forward to learning the hula hoop with my daughter, and I haven't been excited about learning something new in a long time. 
I will leave all her information below. Thank you so much for being here. I have a question for you this week, and I would love for you to leave me a voice message so I can share in future episodes. I would love to hear from you, and I can't express this enough. You can leave the answer or just a general message at www.speakpipe.com forward slash Meniere's Muse. Now, my question, what is the best advice someone has given you since developing your vestibular something? Whether it was a physician, a therapist, friend, parent, child, or a total stranger, leave me a voice message and share that advice with us. It may be just what someone needs to hear today. Thank you so much for being here. We all have a story. Let yours inspire others. If you would like to share your inspiring story with others or know someone that has a story others would benefit from hearing, please reach out to me. It's all about connection after all. For more information on vestibular disorders, please visit the VITA website at www.vestibular.org. Thank you for listening. And remember to love and be gentle with yourself. Lean on this beautiful community. And lastly, believe that healing is possible. I'll see you next week, warriors.